0: For I am crucified The cross
1: requires cling to the wine's hard... Praise the Lord. I want to thank you for tuning in today as we dive in to God's Word. For those of you that are new listeners, we're going through the Gospel of John each and every week. We're going through a chapter digging out the nuggets of gold that God has given us in his holy word. And today we're in John chapter 12. John chapter 12 and verse 1 is where we're going to start. Then Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, which had been dead, whom he raised from the dead. There they made him a supper, and Martha served. But Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. Then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. This woman took the most precious thing that she had and she gave it to Jesus. Jesus had resurrected her brother from the dead with just his very voice. But that's not all why she done it. She done it out of the love and her heart that she had for her Savior. And I ask you, what's your motive for doing things? Do you do them out of the love and your heart for your Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ? This woman, she was saying, in effect, that there was nothing too valuable to give to Christ. He is worth of everything that woman had to offer. She gave him all that she had, the most precious things that she had. Each time we meet this woman, Mary, she's at the feet of Jesus, amen? And she is a great example to me and you of where we should be is at the feet of Jesus at all times. Humbling ourselves, amen? It is much better. I've often told myself and hard times come, it is much better for me to humble myself than to have God humble me, amen? Because if you're God's and you belong to him, he will humble you if you lift yourself up. But the Bible says that if you humble yourself, he will exalt you. And so here this woman is, she's at the Savior's feet. She has broken open this ointment of spikenard. The Bible says it's very costly. And if you look it up today, what it would cost, it's about a year's wages. About a year's wages. What do you make a year? You make $30,000, 50000 80000 100000 Because this was about a year's wages back in that day that she broke open and put on Jesus' feet, but more than that, the Bible says that she took her hair and wiped his feet with her hair. And listen, since a woman's hair is her glory, she was laying down her glory for the sake of her Savior. Amen. You think about that. She was laying down the thing that that was probably most precious to her, that she had the most pride in? Because, listen, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 11, 15, But if a woman have long hair, it is a glory to her, for her hair is given her for a covering. This woman took the most precious thing that she had, the thing that she had the most pride in, probably, was herself. And the, even the Bible says that if a woman have long hair, it's her glory. She broke open that spikenard, that costly ointment, and she took her own hair and she rubbed Jesus' feet with that. You see, deep down inside, she knew that Jesus was about to go to the cross. He was about to go to the cross and die for the sins of this world, die for you personally. Not just for the whole world, but for you under the sound of my voice. You, your name, personally, he died for you. So needless to say, Mary herself would have carried the fragrance of the perfume sometime after this. And listen, when you get on your knees and you humble yourself before Jesus, oh, you're going to take that with you. People are going to see that on you. It's unmistakable. And listen, don't you know the whole house? Was filled with the smell of that precious ointment as she was worshiping Jesus. Listen to me. There's no sweeter aroma in a home than when Jesus is given the rightful place in that home. And you can smell it. You can see it. Hey, it is there. When you spend time with Jesus and you're at his feet and you're worshiping him, hey, the smell gets on you just like it did on her and other people are going to see it. Hey, you are going to be a effective witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Bible goes on to say in John chapter 12 and verse four and five, the Bible says. Then saith one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him. Why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? Judas, Judas didn't even consider Jesus worth those 300 pence, that 300 denarii. Jesus didn't. The Judas didn't think Jesus was even worth that. What what do you mean? Why'd you break that on his feet? We could have sold that for a whole lot of money. And that whole bit about giving it to the poor, listen, Judah was a hypocrite because in the back of his mind, he was gonna get his part out of that money. He wanted what was he thought was his. He was gonna take it, he was gonna steal it, he was gonna rob it. Amen. As many do today, they rob from jesus he cared no more for the poor than he did for the lord because he's going to betray the lord himself for a mere 300 denarii or no but for a tenth of that he was going to betray him all he cared about was that money what does the bible say the love of money is the root of of all evil. It most certainly is the love. Don't you know that poor people can love money more than a rich person? Stop and think about that. A poor person can love money more than a rich person. The Bible doesn't say money is the root of all evil. The Bible says that the love of that money, the lust after it, I'll do anything to get it. That is what makes it so sinful. And here, Judas, how could Judas follow Christ and the disciples for three years? See all Jesus' miracles, hear all his teaching, all his preaching. Be at the hand of Jesus' kindness and be counted an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ. And yet have a rotten, wicked heart. I can tell you how. The Bible tells us in Jeremiah chapter 17 and verse 9, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Sometimes your own heart can be deceiving you. You might be doing something and telling yourself you're doing it for a good reason, but in the back of your mind, in the back of your heart, your heart is even deceiving your own self. What does it say? The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can know it. Do you even know your own heart? Do you know the depths of your own heart? Because the Bible says it is deceitful and it is desperately wicked. Boy, howdy. The next time you go to thinking you're a good person the next time you think man i must be great i didn't ever do that over there i didn't do what so-and-so said Our brother or brother sister i didn't do none of that no what does the bible have to say the bible says that your heart is deceitful above what above all things and is it wicked no it's desperately wicked the bible says and who can know it speaking of bibles if you're looking for a good bible go to churchkjv.com it's a church that make bibles and uh, it's the best on the market amen and so your heart is deceitfully wicked who can know it the next verse john chapter 12 and verse 6 this he said not that he cared for the poor but because he was a thief and had the bag and bare what was put therein then said Jesus, let her alone. Against the day of my burying hath she kept this. For the poor always ye have with you, but me ye have not always. There was the Bible saying he didn't care about the poor because he was a thief? and he had the bag of money. He was the treasurer. Hey, be careful as soon as somebody wants to jump in there and control all the money and all the funds and want to carry him and want to keep it close to them. I'm not saying they're a thief. I don't mean it like that, but I'm just saying watch yourself if somebody wants to jump in there and take control over all the funds. Amen. He carried this bag with him, and he took what he wanted, out of it. That's why he didn't like it that she broke that spike nerd over Jesus's feet and rubbed it with her hair. Are you kidding me a year, a whole year worth of wages? Hey he wanted that. He was lusting after that. Mary would not always have the opportunity to use this oil upon him. You know what Jesus said? Let her alone. Against the day of my burying has she kept this. She's been keeping this for a special occasion and she's anointing my feet. She's anointing me because I'm going to die on the cross. And he said, what, for the day of my burying has she kept this. She took the most precious, most expensive thing that she had and she gave it to Jesus and she laid it at his feet. Can I just say? Where is the most precious thing that you have? Is it laying at the Savior's feet? Maybe it's your car. Maybe it's your job. But maybe it's even your own child. Can I just say mentally, you need to take them down to the altar and lay them there and say, "Lord, they're yours. Just help me be the obedient parent that I should be." Why? Because it's not ours. They're not ours. They belong to the Lord Jesus christ listen to me what he said what jesus said is so important that it should remind us that spiritual opportunities are passing yes i said that spiritual opportunities are passing you can miss out on many spiritual opportunities why because jesus was going to die on the cross this well, he was on his way this was her chance to anoint his feet and wipe it with her hair And she would have missed that chance, that spiritual opportunity, if she had not done it right then. You listen to me. When Jesus gives you an opportunity, you jump on it. You lunge on it. You take it. You don't wait. You don't worry about what people think or worry about what so-and-so is going to say or worry about what the kids want. No, you take the opportunity that Jesus has given you and you use it for the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we should never delay doing what we can for the Savior because every day opportunities pass us. Every day lost people walk by us. Every day we have an encounter with people and we should not fail to witness. Although I do and you do and we'll fail, what are you going to do? You're going to pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and keep going. Amen. Verse number nine, much people of the Jews therefore knew that he was there and they came not for Jesus' sake only, but that they might see Lazarus also whom he raised from the dead. But the chief priests consulted that they might put Lazarus also to death because that by reason of him, many of the Jews went away and believed on Jesus The insane hatred of the human heart is pictured here. Insane hatred. The chief priest plotted to kill Lazarus. You would think Lazarus committed high treason and they wanted to put him to death. But yet Lazarus, what has he done? He's done nothing. He didn't even have any control over being raised from the dead. Jesus raised him from the dead. Lazarus didn't even have no control over that. He didn't even get that decision. Jesus called him forth. Lazarus, come forth. And he did. But yet here they're looking to kill him. Why? Because of Lazarus, many of those Jews, what does the Bible say? Believe on Jesus. Amen. Lazarus was therefore, and he was an enemy. They considered they hated him and they wanted to kill him. And put him away. You see, the chief priests were the Sadducees who denied the resurrection. And hey, they didn't want any evidence. And that's what Lazarus was. He was evidence of the power and the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. We've got to kill it. We've got to get rid of it. We don't want him around. Even though Lazarus did nothing, it makes no sense. And hey, you listen to me. When you're serving God, when you're trusting the Savior, when you're at his feet, When you're worshiping him, when you're living it and you're telling it and you're witnessing and you're preaching and you're living it forth, hey, people are going to hate you. Why? You have to remember it is a spiritual battle. The Bible says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. It makes no sense they wanted to kill Lazarus. He didn't do anything. All he did was get raised from the dead by Jesus, yet they wanted to murder him for it. Why? Because they... Many Jews were believing on Jesus. You listen to me. When you're living a life that is pleasant to the Lord, God is happy, the devil is mad, and people are believing on Jesus because of you, somebody's going to want to hurt you. Somebody's going to want to harm you. Somebody's going to want to treat you bad. Somebody's going to want to run you over. Somebody's going to want to shut you up. Amen? That's what they're going to want to do. But you keep living it and you keep telling it. People who bring others to the Lord are always going to be made the target for persecution and even to be martyred, to be killed because you're a witness for the Christ, for Christ. I cannot myself think of any greater death to have than to be killed because I'm a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. No, I don't long for death and I don't want to be killed. Just like the Apostle Paul said, I don't wish for that, amen. But I can think of no greater death than to be killed because I'm a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. You think of what Jesus said in John chapter 15 and verse 13. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Hey, greater love. You think about that. Greater love. Love. You can show Jesus no greater love than if you were to lay down your life because you're being a witness. Because that day will come when they'll want to shut you up. They'll, they'll pass a law. You'll be persecuted. You'll be put to death. You'll be thrown in jail for preaching about the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says that day will come and we we'll have to make that choice at that day. We we'll need somebody with a spine that'll stand up and preach it and teach it and declare it. Hey, Jesus is the way to heaven amen just like jesus did and paul did he seen many beatings why because he did not cower down to the culture and you don't neither don't cower down to the culture verse number 12 on the next day much people that were come to the feast when they heard that jesus was coming to jerusalem took branches of palm trees and went forth to meet him and cried hosanna blessed is the king of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord. Palm branches are a token of rest and peace after sorrow. And did you know the word Hosanna means save now, we pray you. And I believe those people, they knew that he's the savior. They knew he come to save the world, but he didn't come to save it the way they thought. I believe they thought he was going to come in and take over and sit on the throne, and annihilate anybody that got in front of them. But that's not how Jesus conquered the world. That's not how Jesus defeated the devil. Jesus defeated the devil when he died on the cross. Why? Because the Bible says that he ascended into the heart of the earth for three days and three nights. But when he arose, the Bible says he had the keys to death, hell, And the grave. You see, he had defeated it. He had power over it. It could not hold him. The grave itself could not hold him. He beat. It. He defeated the grave. And you see, that's why I know that I can put my faith and trust in the finished work of the cross. And what do you mean by finished? Finished means you cannot do one thing. You cannot add one thing to it. You can't say, well, if I'm good today, Jesus is going to love me and I'll go to heaven. No, sir. No, ma'am. You could never be good enough. As a matter of fact, the Bible says there is none good. No, not one. Romans 3.23 tells you, for all have sinned and come short. Of the glory of God. What do you mean short? I don't mean you're a short man or short woman. The Bible means that if you ever think you're gonna be good enough on Judgment Day, when He rolls up the standards, you're gonna come up short. You won't make it. You say, Well, I got farther than that guy. That's right, you got farther than him, but you still didn't make it and that the end result is a place called hell. The Bible says that there is weeping and wailing, gnashing of teeth, gnawing of tongue, where the worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. But you don't have to go there. What do I have to do, preacher? You've got to repent of your sins and put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what he came to save. You see, when they cried out, Hosanna, meaning save now, we pray you. They wanted a Savior right now, and he he is the Savior. And he did come, but he didn't come to save the way that I believe that they thought he was going to. And so putting these thoughts together, it would seem as if the people were acknowledging Jesus to be the one sent from God to save from the Roman cruelty and to give them rest and peace after the sorrow of those long years of Gentiles and oppression. That's right in oppression. God's people have been oppressed. say, oh, woe is me. They don't like me on my job. Woe is me. I didn't get that promotion. Woe is me. Listen, we here in America have to come up with our own problems. We have to make believe problems. I had to wait too long in line to get my coffee. I had to wait too long in line at the grocery store. Yet people in other countries are just dying to get a morsel of food or clean water. You listen to me. We here in America are so blessed. And it's not because of you, it's not because of me, it's not because of the president. No, it's because of God himself has laid his hand on this country. Why? Because we back the nation of Israel. And that's a biblical promise. That's a biblical promise that God will look out for those who back and support Israel. But still, but still, no matter how good you are, or how much support you were to show them, the Bible still says that ye must, ye must be born again. And you see, this is where Jesus was going on this trip. Here he is coming into town. They're laying out palm leaves in front of him, saying, Hosanna. They're saying the Savior. And it even tells you in verse 14, And Jesus, when he had found a young ass, sat thereon, as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion. behold, thy king cometh, sitting on an ass colt. These things understood not his disciples at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then remembered they that these things were written of him and that they had done these things unto him. Isn't that something? He's going to the cross, but yet the Bible talks about Jesus being glorified. Yeah, that's right, glorified. But the Bible says that God laid the sins of the world upon him. My sin and your sin the sinless, spotless, perfect lamb of God. You see, that's the only thing that God will accept as a sacrifice, amen? See, He a sacrifice, he sacrificed himself so that you, can be saved, so that you never have to feel the fires of hell, so that you can walk the streets of gold in heaven, so that you can stand before the glory of God. And I ask you today, have you ever made that decision? Have you ever realized what a sinner you are, that you've lied, that you've stolen, that you've cheated? Amen. Have you realized that about your own self, repent of your sins, and put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ?
0: We pray you have been blessed by today's message. If you have been saved or are in need of a prayer, please contact us at 352-247-9200. That's 352-247-9200. Thank you for tuning in to Crossbound Ministries Radio Broadcast. Will you please pray about supporting our ministry and broadcast? You can go to crossboundministry.com or send your support Or a gift to P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. That's P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. For a gift of $10 or more, we will send you a booklet. Please pray for us as our ministry and radio broadcast grows. Tune in every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to hear a message from our preacher, Mike Sadler. You can follow Crossbound Ministry on Facebook, youtube and visit us on the web at crossboundministry.com if you are a pregnant woman in need of help there is hope you can reach out to the citrus pregnancy center there are locations in inverness and in crystal river their phone number is 352-341-5176 that's 352-341-5176 this broadcast